So you want to learn about flexibility. Well, today and for this week, we're going to be talking about a whole lot of different aspects that you're going to want to need to know. Today, why should you want to learn the splits? Do you want to learn the splits? If you don't want to, you should want to. And we're going to tell you why today. What's up, everyone? In case this is your first time rolling with Team Unity, my name is Yanni Bormeister. To my left is Phil White, aka Switched On Physio, the world's best physio. Whoa. And across the table, Whoa. we're going to throw the ball over to the Radmeister. Uh, behind the switcher board, we've got Richie. Together, we are Unity Gym and the UMS. Now, if you guys want to learn a little bit about how we take driven people and turn them into absolute superhumans, you always have access to our biggest key takeaways and lessons. Uh, we update those documents regularly. Go to www.unitygym.com and download the blueprints or have a look in the description of this video if you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast. What's up, Rad? Uh, the sky, the lights above our heads. Um, you know, just doing the do. It's Tuesday. Um, I'm excited about this one because this, is a, this has been a journey for me. Uh, Flexibility has been a big passion of mine for a long time. Um, and we get a lot of people asking uh, about this stuff. So I think it's a really good one. Yeah, that uh, video on middle splits is what the, that's def the most popular. By a long shot. Yeah. Let's have a look on YouTube. Last time I looked, it was pushing 350,000 yeah, views, right which is uh, big for us. It's the biggest one that our channel has. So yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. People. It's definitely a popular topic, isn't it? The people love it. The people, <laughs> the people, the people love it. 362,000 now. Wow, it's cranking. If you haven't checked out that video, go to our YouTube channel and have a look how to do the side splits if you're not flexible. There you go. And why should you want but to why? do the side splits? That's what we're talking about today. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is, uh, yeah, this is a this is a topic close to home for me because I I need a little bit more motivation than than Rad to keep training and. Uh, you know, Rad is his his purpose in life is to be a great mover. My purpose in life is just to dominate and achieve my goals. And exercise to me is more of a tool. It's more of a vehicle to help me perform at my best. Uh, I don't wake up every day just gagging to get to the gym to exercise. Believe it or not, and it's never been that way for me. Uh, I was more into team sports than than the you know personal pursuit of of movement mastery and. And so, you know, to get flexible for me was quite a hard thing to find motivation for. And, uh, and that's really my biggest insight from today's show and today's discussion is uh, why you should set benchmark movements as opposed to just stretching the hamstrings. Because I tried to do that for a decade and it got me nowhere. Uh, whereas the moment we introduced calisthenics and then saw a need to be able to do the pancake or the middle splits or a back bridge, it created these benchmark skills that are not only ta tangible, more tangible, I believe, than you know measuring joint angles, which you know no one really enjoys doing. You can easily get into a pancake, take a photo of yourself, and go, okay, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, and at least I found that more more tangible. But it also gives you this you know more deeply rooted intrinsic driver to achieve you know you want to achieve this skill now as opposed to i just want more length in my hamstrings so that really to me is the the essence of today's discussion i find that it in, ignites my motivation more to stretch when i'm striving for a skill as opposed to the length of a tendon yeah yeah for sure um I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's, uh, it, the, the, you, you know, it's funny. 
when I reflect back to what got me started on flexibility, it was number one, and I was so clear in my mind, I wanted to be able to do the middle splits. That was it. I was, I'm 42 now. I was, I can't remember if I was 36 or 37. I think I was 30, I was just turning 37. And I was really unhappy that I'd been, you know, I'd learned martial arts for the better part of my adult life, like 13 years, and I couldn't do the middle splits. And I'd, I had done what I thought was a lot of flexibility training, a lot of stretching, and I, and I wasn't close. I was, you know, probably. Why, why, do, why did you want to do the middle splits? I'm curious to drill down on that. Is it because of that, Because it was a benchmark. Yeah, ex exactly. Van Damme. Do you think Van Damme popularized the middle splits? For sure. At least, yeah. at least in in my generation, in our generation, yeah. for sure, for sure. You know, like if you if you grew up in the eighties and you were a boy and you were into action movies, you you watched Van Damme. You watched Bloodsport um, and saw him tied up between two yeah, coconut and it, trees. And yeah, <laughs> but but it, but it's a benchmark. I like it's a, it, it, to me. It was the it was just something that I guess I'd always wanted to be able to do, and I never could. And actually, I think it was Kickboxer. It, yeah, it was Kickboxer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bloodsport was the one where they go to see him in his hotel room in the morning yeah, and he's meditating yeah, on the right. two seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, I just couldn't do it. And, and it was a motivator for me. I just thought, this is a benchmark. I'm going to get it. I'm going to do it. Um, and that was, I thought to myself, I want to get this first and then I'll start looking at other flexibility. And so I really... Um, you know, doubled down on, on developing those middle splits. And when I made the decision that I was going to get there, you know, and we created the programs that we've got, which was all about creating a, 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 um, a structured approach. It was all about having a, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Like, uh, you know what the biggest breakthrough, I remember when we said this, when we acknowledged this, we said the biggest thing that we changed was that we started treating flexibility as a workout just like strength training or like cardio or like skill training, not like a, oh, I might do some stretching if I've got some time, which is always what it was before. Yeah, 100%. For someone who's too young to have watched any uh, Van Damme movies, worth going back to Bloodsport slash... Oh my God, that one, they're or, cult uh, classics. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a cult Is it one of those ones where you watch, like you look back at it and you're like, ooh, this didn't date so well, or is it a... <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little nah, bit, but the fight I, scenes are still pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. martial artists are amazing, and there's yeah. a... I mean, you've got to, like, if you're going to watch the those old 80s yeah. movies you've got to take them with a grain of okay. salt so and I've, I've just started doing a bit more sort of splits training i feel like you know maybe that's the motivation I yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah you know what's <laughs> funny talking about talking about pop culture i've heard people say things like like richard said it the other day for example he said that he watched blade runner for the first time the first blade runner yeah, and he wow. said he found it so boring and he said he what? didn't understand the hype and i said man i totally get that but the reason why you found it boring is because so much sci-fi was based on Blade Runner. Like yeah. that was groundbreaking yeah. when it came out. I've heard people say the same thing about Aliens. I've heard people that were in their 20s that I said, have you seen Aliens? I said, no, and I watched it with them and they're like, man, that's not that good. And I'm like, mate, I've rewatched I've re I've re Aliens twice in the last year. Yeah. Uh, forcing Kalisha to sit through it. I practically <laughs> had to hold her head at the television and go, but watch this, don't close your eyes. don't get it. So I don't know, maybe, maybe if you watch I, I just recently um, watched The Matrix, the first Matrix, and I remember just being so blown away when it first came out as a small child. And yeah. then I was just watching it like, whoa. This is <laughs> that CGI yeah, is yeah, just yeah. like yeah. not how I remember it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, onwards. Back to the middle splits. Okay, so the benchmarks for us, and and it's interesting because- Can I just say, just quickly, I'm going to give a quick shout out here because we should do this stuff and I've got a friend we, uh, we've got a um you got a friend i've got a friend hey, i've got a friend who's got a podcast yeah. <laughs> we've got a friend who actually greg greg Kinney, yeah. who used to be yeah. a member here him and his buddy they actually have a podcast 
where the entire podcast is every week they rewatch an 80s nice. movie, an 80s nostalgic movie, and they see how it stacks up to modern times. It's yeah. called Double Impact. Oh, so if you're yeah. interested in the 80s movies, check it out. It's really funny. They have a really funny take on it. So yeah. go and go uh, search for the Double Impact podcast. There's a little shout out for you, Greg. There you go, Greg. Uh, so r- clearly Rad and I have quite um, different drivers for our uh, stretching practice. And uh, I would like to, s- like, without a doubt, and we've both, we're both fortunate enough to have been in the fitness game for quite some time now. For me, I'm approaching, uh, well, almost two decades, I guess 16 years, working as a full-time personal trainer in the industry. Rad had a break for a while in the army, but he's back and spanned the same time span. Uh, Richie's been going for quite some time too. Phil's been in the industry for a while. We definitely didn't get a good result doing it the old way. And we get incredible results now. And you would argue probably there's not many gyms that you walk into and see like men, as many men doing such um, good flexibility work, right? Like, I have not walked into any other gym that's done that, but I'm sure they're out there, but yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to yank the chain too much because uh, Phil doesn't like yanking chains, but, but Rad, whereas Rad and I do. Uh, but, um, chain yankers. Yeah, chain yankers. But I would love to know from a physio standpoint, um, what you think might be occurring when we train for something like the pancake as opposed to just compartmentalizing a tight muscle and going, okay, let's try and strengthen that. What do you think what do you think on a physiological level is the benefit of doing that, if any? I think like physiological level is we can kind of put aside because the bigger factor here I think is psychological. Yeah. Like so much about um, staying engaged in your exercise unless you're a robot like Rad is is really finding <laughs> some um, you know, joy or satisfaction in like in some outcomes that are, you know, satisfying uh, to to the brain. And I think um, having you know, a, a goal, a movement space goal just makes things so much easier where you can um, work towards that. Whereas like, you know, if you're, it's, you know, the same thing why people get excited about, uh, you know, doing big squats or deadlifts. That was my phone dropping down. Oh, Don't cool. worry about it. I thought it might've um, been my son's transformer. We had a meltdown at home this morning because we couldn't find his transformer. <laughs> Keep going. Um, yeah. Same reason why it's, you know, much more satisfying to, you know, do a hundred kilo back squat than it is to record like a certain reading on a knee extension dynamometer. Like it's, it's working on the, you know, on the, the brain sort of pursuit of yeah things that are cool basically. I, think, I think that's a really good uh way of doing way of talking about it because we, we see that all the time in the gym where yeah. people come in and it they they really have such a disconnect from where they are and what their body needs but they just want to lift with a barbell they just want to get under that barbell yeah. you know people get it actually it took me a while to realize how motivating it was which is why we changed the way that we do the program at unity gym um because some people they they just like they see that barbell as you know, such a thing to strive for, mm. you know, and they've never known how to use it and they really just want to get under it and do some squats yeah, or some bad lifts. Becoming like the, I- the, the identity quote, was of... Was it from Pavel? Who was it? Who quoted... No, no, no. Yeah. It's um, uh, Mark Ripito. Mark Ripito. Yeah. What do you... Do you know, I'll, I'll pull you it up. The... I love it. It's one yeah. of my favourite quotes. Yeah, I'll I think it it's kind of like, you know, it, it's <clears throat> pursuing things that where you like have that identity of like, hey, I'm a, you know, a person who can do this and can do that. Like, whereas, yep. you know, when you're first into a gym or you're first uh, like coming into flexibility, you feel like a bit of a fraud. Yep. Like that was my experience going into gyms and just like putting headphones on, trying to avoid eye contact, but trying to watch what other people are doing. Like, you know, it's just kind of, you, you, you want to feel like that person who's able to like, uh, you know, 
really progress and become like a, you know a barbell guy or, or a 100%. mover yeah mover, 100% so. now yeah, I've got the quote if yeah, you yeah yeah let's yeah. go let's hear it so this isn't the one that you wanted but I love this one it's really yeah. short um, strong people are harder to kill than weak people and more <laughs> useful in general <laughs> <laughs> which I agree with 100%. But this is, this is the one. And, and, and bear in mind, this is a quote. We didn't say this. So he does say the word man. We, we didn't but say this. This book okay, was this written, a long, written a long time and ago. He's probably very sexist. We uh, don't know. Mark, okay, let's, let's replace the word man with person anyway. A weak person is not as happy as that same person would be if they were strong. This reality is offensive to some people who would like the intellectual or spiritual to take precedence. It is instructive to see what happens to these very people as their squat strength goes up. And that is so true. I've seen it, it is so, so many true. times. I can, there is, I can testify myself. There is myself. very little that's as rewarding as watching your strength go up or watching your flexibility increase. Like it really is yeah. a, a liberating experience coming for from, anybody. Yeah, coming from a, a background of playing a sport at a high level, like I felt like, you know, such diminishing returns and really hard to tell if I was getting better or worse the longer I spent, you know, (laughs) in in this sport. And then you turn up to a gym and it's like, ooh, I like am objectively stronger than I was, you know, the last time I came and did this session. I think, you know, I'm starting to just get the beginnings of that with, um, I'm starting to do a whole lot more middle splits and and front splits training um, in the last few weeks. And it's just like, you start to feel, oh, I was nowhere near reaching like, you know, across two tiles on the gym floor. And now I'm kind of getting there and and it feels like yep. satisfying and it, and it drives you to turn up more instead of like kind of those old school stretch sort of things where it's just a, 100%. you know, well, I am here to do a routine. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's just like to bring in the kind of physio perspective, it's become a real shift. I think recently um, in physio land where, uh, you know, it used to just sort of the, the kind of classic thing with the physio is that, you know, people turn up, get some exercises and they never do them because they don't engage and they don't identify with the exercise and they don't understand why they're doing it. But, um, you know, it's much more shifting towards like, kind of pursuit of like you've got to align the rehab exercise with a pursuit of goals and if you can make it engaging and exciting and like you know give them a some other sort of mentally satisfying reason to do the exercises then you're going to get better results because the biggest thing is like consistency and people actually doing the work so something like this where you know where we're using these gymnastic style um movements you're you're taking you know with the middle splits you're working on your your adductors but you're doing it in a way that's uh you know exciting and engaging and and yeah and fun yeah perfect uh, look I, and i'm really glad i'm really happy to hear uh, hear you say that because uh, and this is why i love phil so much because he always validates our arguments no i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> uh, the the reason i appreciate phil's insight so much is because he looks at um physiotherapy from a very modern standpoint which is that he really takes into consideration what's going on on a neurological and psychological level and not many um uh, uh, old school physios do that and and i think that this is more important than ever now especially when considering that you know flexibility is all about breaking down or retraining the brain's inhibitors you know i like to say and i i i don't know where i heard this but i i maybe i didn't maybe i made it up which (laughs) i'll I'll claim i'll take it Uh, you're already flexible you just need to convince your brain of that again you know everyone's born flexible Mm. and you you know you over a lifetime of of inhibition and restriction of movement you you know if you don't use it you lose it and then your your brain starts to get very protective of how you can move your body and then when we make the decision in middle age that we want to regain our flexibility it's about retraining the brain the 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 tendons will already go there 
but most likely they will not uh, they they will you know you 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 you'll be vulnerable in that position and so the brain says no I'm not going to do that yeah less about the tendons in this one it's more about the muscle sorry the fibers muscles the muscles yeah, yeah yeah that's right yep the muscle fibers don't it's it's uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong but it's very rare that they lose their elasticity um uh, it, unless you're what like when when would a when when would a muscle body not be able to stretch and relax uh, if it's had an injury or a tear in the scar tissue yeah so, there. There's, so the way that like kind of what we're looking at here is how the way that muscle fibers work where you have kind of your um mid range where we're sort of kind of comfortable in and that when you contract you um uh, shorten the muscle and when you stretch you and eccentrically load you lengthen the muscle but um if you have a tear like and have some you know scar tissue that's there that can you know just stop it at that particular spot which may limit you but you know you still have plenty of other muscle fibers that are able to do that sort of job so yeah it does like with flexibility a lot of it is that, that more yep. neurological side of things where it's just yeah um, and, and a lot of people sorry to cut you off I hear this a lot and that's why I want to it's on topic a lot of people will say you can't get flexible after a certain age why do people feel like that why is there a notion that once you hit the age of 40 or something that's it you, you, probably your most, muscles don't probably because most people don't try and yeah. most people don't take a like a a systematic approach to it Yep. I'd say that's probably why. I, I don't know. So I haven't the, seen any... Theoretically, there's no there's no literature that suggests that a 50-year-old body will... will, will The, the fibres will that's lengthen less than a 30-year-old body. Not something I can currently comment on. There's tens yeah, of thousands okay. of papers yeah. out there yeah. in the world, yeah. and I haven't yeah. read every single one of them. But um, yeah, some, certainly... Really? Uh, God oh, damn it, Phil. <laughs> yeah. It's certainly something I'll, uh, I'll look into more, but you know, there's nothing that I know of yeah. like neurologically as to why yeah yeah unless you have you know some conditions the reason why i bring it up is because you get it all the time people comment they just throw these outlandish comments like you can't get for i'm 50 I'm, i can't get flexible again mm. all this or that and mm. i believe personally that it's just the longer you neglect the body the harder it is to break down that brain's in, in, in inhibitor you know the the, yep. the restriction and so it takes a little bit more dedication and maybe a little bit more time but you know the, i i think that uh to bring it back onto topic We've, we've chosen, um, uh, for instance, in our mobility masterclass, three or four benchmark movements. Four, oh, excuse me. <coughs> four, we've got the middle splits, the front splits, the uh, pike or pancake and the back bridge. Yeah, and, and the reason why, and we won't go too deep into this because I wanna save this for tomorrow's show, which is why we've chosen those movements and what they benefit, um, but, they not only are they a benchmark that we can assess on a regular basis, but they also carry over to almost everything that we're trying to do in the gym. They have a really, really solid carryover, and that kind of um, uh, with the back with the back bridge in there, which which takes the shoulders into full flexion. Am I right? Yeah, full flexion and thoracic extension. Uh, then it sort of covers the whole body. You know. Well, it's probably. Um important to point out that we didn't come up with this we're really just borrowing it from gymnastics gymnastics those are the main movements that you work on in gymnastics you work yep. on the middle splits front splits uh, pike and backbridge because yep. those are the positions that they, they really are the positions that your body needs to go into an extreme fold into to be able to do anything that they do in gymnastics anything is a is a combination of those um, four movements really yep. you know yep. if you want to do a press 
or a, or a stall to press or anything like that. It's a pike that you need and you also need the, the middle splits when you come up. Um, if you want to do nice cartwheels or anything where your legs are opening up, you need to be able to do the middle splits. Um, and if you want to do any kind of acrobatics at all, you need to be able to do a back bridge. And if yep. you can't do any of those positions, then when you try to flip or do something explosive, that's when you're going to get those tears, you know? Yeah. So it just made sense that, um, um, you know, and that's what we do in the UMS. And the whole UMS is about us looking at what other systems that have gone very far down the road of figuring out what the best way to do for their system is. And, and we're taking the strengths of that and, or the parts that we need and putting it into what, what it is that we do. And that's what we've done with weightlifting, with gymnastics, with little, little bits of martial arts, dance, yoga, you know, yep. all of it. Yeah. Yeah, <coughs> cool. Um, I, yeah, I think that the big insight is uh, uh, for this show and I, the, the message that I really want people to take home is what Phil said, which is that, you know, exercise is very much, there's a, there's a very strong psychological element to exercise. You know, you need to find something and this is something that we've like really steered the UMS program into the direction of because we ourselves started to lose motivation as we hit our late thirties uh, and forties. Uh, we just didn't have the drive, you know, usually people get into exercise in their 20s to, uh, or gym exercise to look good because there's that physiological driver that you want to appear, appear uh, appeal to the, to your um, possible mate, you know, and that's a very strong physiological driver. The other reason is for athletic performance because you're involved in sport and things like that. And that's kind of the path that you went down. Uh, uh, I had a bit of both, but as you get, as you get on a little bit, those drivers tend to, you know, the, the, the path of an athlete is that you start off as... Just to be clear, like, I do also want to appeal to, you know, other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not just Absolutely. a sport physio Well, robot. I didn't want to put words <laughs> in your mouth. I didn't want to put words in your mouth. But, you know, you go, I heard, I heard uh, our good friend Leroy uh, Lobo, who um, Phil's worked with at the Giants, he's a great, another great physio, said, you know, the, the path of an athlete is usually that you're a, a teenager or a youth athlete, and then a lot of the time you become a professional athlete, and then you become a spectator. You know, or you go teenage youth spectator or weekend warrior spectator, you know, but as you become that sort of um, that a that age group where you kind of either an, a, a, a battler who's getting injured all the time or a spectator, it becomes less motivating to perform uh, a sport at a, at a high level at a sport or to um, to just rip yourself apart every day at the gym to, to look shredded, you know. You need something else. You need to find a, a, a new motivator. And that's at least what we found. And I and I believe firmly, sorry to, to, to continue here, I, I actually believe that people should be doing this much earlier on in their training life because we've spoken about this all the time. Like when you train for aesthetics alone or athletic performance alone, uh, for a sport, you tend to sacrifice how your body feels and how it functions <coughs> long term as, as a longevity point because you mm -hmm. just rip yourself apart no matter what to look shredded or you absolutely destroy yourself to perform that one thing that you're trying to perform well at, you know, just uh, w at, often at the, at the expense of other, other things, you know. Well, you guys always make um, jokes about how I have a level of motivation that, you know, is almost robotic. But it's important to understand that I wasn't always like that. And I've actually only really had that for about five years. When I was in my 20s and early 30s, I wasn't even close to that. I was just like anybody else. Um, and in the words of my martial arts teacher, I, was, I had very poor discipline because my, my pattern was 
I would really go for it for about three weeks and then I would fall off the wagon for two or three weeks and then I would really go for it for a while. And I developed enough of a skill that I was on the upper end of ability and, and, and advancement in my own circle. But on the world stage, I was like an amateur compared to good martial artists, people that really went for it. And I recognized that because you were telling me for decades the importance of strength training and why I needed to do it, but I had no desire to do it because I only related strength training or weightlifting back then, I, I would think of it, to building muscle and I had no desire to build muscle. It wasn't on my radar, I just didn't care about it. And it wasn't until I made the decision that I wanted to learn movement skills, that I wanted to start learning calisthenics, so like handstands or, you know, just movement skills, that I then very quickly realized that there was no chance I could do this without strength and without flexibility. And once I had that, once I understood that there was a very clear reason to train strength or to train flexibility, it became something that I was more motivated to do. And now the process for me, which is what I try to instill in other people, is that I have a goal, I have a skill or a movement or whatever it is that I want to do, and then the, the process is a is a assessing what the weak links are, and it's either a lack of strength or a lack of flexibility or a combination of both in areas of the body, not always in the one area. And then I become obsessive at trying to fix that weak link. And that process has become something that's kept me motivated all the time. And then people say, people get, um, amazed at the things that I can do and I and I think well you know I couldn't do any of that five years ago it's not a long time really in the scheme of things that that I've developed this level of strength and flexibility it's coming in quite a short amount of time and I did have a, a, a an ability to coordinate movement in my body that was higher than the a lot higher than the average person due to martial arts I think that's the biggest thing that I got was coordination and dexterity um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's important to understand that is to understand, um, which is going back to the topic of this show, having a benchmark for flexibility. I, like I recognize that doing the middle splits, doing a pancake, doing a back bridge would get me closer to my goals. So then I started working on achieving those benchmarks, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I've made great progress, but I've still got further to go, which is why I'm still motivated to keep doing it, you know? Yeah. Well, I've certainly got a hell of a lot more flexible since we started to benchmark flexibility and write programs like the Mobility Masterclass and intertwine that into our daily practice. Uh, but having, yes, there's, there's something very powerful about having a series of movements, four movements that you can just test at any one time. One of them for me, which isn't included, is the low bridge uh, rotation to low bridge. That's a real indicator to me about how my flexibility is tracking mm, in my yeah, body. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I can sit down into these um, movements at any point on my lounge room floor and go, oh, geez, I'm neglecting my flexibility yeah. now. And mm -hmm. I think that there's something very powerful in, in that, you know. Uh, and I think that that's something that everyone should adopt. And, and that's where the name of this show comes. You should, I believe, be trying to achieve the splits because yep. just in doing so, you're going to be assessing yourself on a regular basis yep. and going, how am I tracking, you know? Yeah, it's like Phil said, it's objective. You can, you can see the progress. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's bringing like an end goal where you can then learn to love the journey to get there instead of just, you know, feeling like the, the, the drive to, I should stretch because I 
feel like I should is yeah. so much different to like I want to achieve the splits and therefore I'm going to engage and in, enroll in, in, in that journey so yeah, 100%. like yeah it's yeah, just yeah. taking then, taking that thing that people generally feel guilty about and putting it towards like a you know a pursuit of of, of a goal and I think yeah. that's just 100%. psychologically so much more satisfying yeah, 100% and yeah. then once you've set that goal and you've undertaken that journey detach yourself from the end result and focus on the process yeah focus because it takes process, a while because it takes a while and yeah. if you're attached to the end result this is the next reason why most people fail with flexibility because they don't see a tangible result quick enough and they go, ah, oh, stuff this. Yeah. I'm not getting anywhere. And but it's you know, just not the case. You can be like Lee Clements, love that. He says uh, here in the comments, I want to, um, I want middle splits to model to older friends that really is a case of use it or lose it. Yeah. Love That's it. That's awesome. Lee. <laughs> and personal achievement. And personal achievement. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Well uh, now, guys, tomorrow we're going to talk about what movements in the gym benefit from uh unlocking these key milestones and that like things like squat overhead press hands uh press handstand bench handstand press. bench press and martial arts as well you know we got a lot of martial artists martial arts, pole dancing surfing me. surfing so yeah back bridge yeah. to get that nice arch that yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly you know and, <laughs> and any sport yeah pretty much you know yeah, but we'll talk it through we'll yeah. be specific and we'll talk about how and why yeah absolutely and uh and then on thursday we're going to uh we've got a really great discussion planned f which is really i think the missing link the reason why a lot of people fail to achieve high levels of flexibility it's got nothing to do with time it's got to do with one thing that people don't understand about the body and how when you lengthen a tendon or strengthen a tendon it does not automatically give you the right to, of passage to increase the range of motion the available range of motion in that tendon there's one thing you have to do muscle muscle sorry there's one thing there's one missing link there that needs to be done before you will actually be able to access the range of motion that you've increased. Uh, and and I think this, this is a really, really big one. So that's that's tuned in for Friday, uh, Thursday, and then Friday we've got Physio Friday with Phil. We're gonna be answering your questions. Get them in. Get them in. Get them in. Now guys, just quickly before we end, I, have, I had a couple of people yesterday hit me up saying that they wanna get the Mobility Masterclass. Now, I, I just wanna say straight up, uh, we're gonna have a discussion later on today about whether we're gonna do a flash sale with this program. So if you're thinking about buying the program, hold off at least until tomorrow. We'll make an announcement tomorrow if this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, if that's, uh, if people if people want that program. Well, we'll I've had two people uh, ask whether that's the right program. I've tagged you in one of the posts and you okay. never said anything. It's someone about martial arts, and I thought it'd be a good one to tune in for. He, they were okay. asking, I can't remember your name. I'm sorry. Uh, they were asking about whether the loaded flexibility or the mobility masterclass is best or the 18 minute stretching routine. Um, and oh, it's, a, sure it's a martial that. arts related question. Yeah, yeah it wasn't sure. the one we mentioned yesterday. No. I'm pretty sure I answered that. I did say the, the mobility masterclass hands down. No, they just, they just commented again. Oh, okay. uh, I think it was it Nick. Just scroll down to this one here. Go up. Yes. Richard Blakely. No, that's the wrong person. You've gone too far. Nick Eddy, down, 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 down. He's nutrition. Here. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, that was about creatine. Sorry, guys. Uh, we'll we'll come up with an answer tomorrow. But if we're going to do a flash sale for it, I don't want you guys paying full price for it. That, that's just uh, unfair. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. That's see it. You guys. That's a wrap. Yep. Bye. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, 
it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that it's far. It's the consistency and frequency that's gonna get you there, it's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.